Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of the Fin Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. And before we get into the podcast, guys, just wanted to apologize about the way I talk. I got a septoplasty, which is a surgery on your deviated septum, uh, which is the line in the middle of your nose. Got surgery on that on Tuesday. Was not planning on doing a podcast at all until Monday. Uh, but luckily, surgery went. Uh, the surgery went really, really well. Um, very lucky, very blessed uh, that it went super well. Uh, so I'm feeling a lot more up <laughs> to doing a podcast than I thought I would be. And, you know, I just felt like it wouldn't be right, uh, me having a podcast, if I didn't talk about the draft as it happened. So, you know, even though I may sound weird, I really apologize to you guys that I'm not giving you guys the best quality content. However, uh, I, I wanted to give you guys content at the end of the day. And I felt that, you know, regardless of me feeling well or not feeling well or being able to talk normal... I still wanted to give this guys to you because I care a lot about uh, I care a lot about this podcast. Care a lot about you guys. So yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, thank you guys for reaching out to me. Those of you that did to ask me how I'm doing really means a lot to me. But let's get into the draft, guys. So what I want to do today is I want to talk about each pick, uh, pick six with Jalen Waddle, and then pick eighteen with Jalen Phillips. I want to talk about you know what I like about the picks what I didn't like about the picks, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the draft overall, what I liked, what I didn't like, you know, picks that I liked, picks that I didn't like, and then we're going to talk about round two, what I hope from round two, what I expect from round two, and we'll talk about players that are available. So let's get into it. Uh, with pick six, the Dolphins took Jalen Waddle, and I have to let you guys know I was very surprised by this. When I did my wide receiver rankings, uh, Early on, it was like a month or so ago, Jalen Waddle was my number two wide receiver behind Jamar Chase, and Devontae Smith was three. And basically, up until the draft, I really thought we would take Devontae Smith. And that may contradict myself, because you're like, okay, well, if you had him as the third best wide receiver, why'd you expect him to go to Miami? I really just thought, like, I don't know, there was something in me that really thought he was the pick. And honestly, I probably would have preferred him over Jalen Waddle, and I would have preferred Penny Sewell over Jalen Waddle as well. However, uh, just because I prefer something doesn't mean that I'm not happy with the end result. Some people out there were not happy with the Jalen Waddle pick, mainly in the Dolphin community. Uh, I didn't see bare, I didn't really see any analysts or TV media not like the Dolphins draft. Everyone, most people said the Dolphins won the draft last night which we'll get into that. But uh, I, I really like the Jalen Waddle selection. Here's why. When I talked about the what I wanted from the draft, you can go back and you can listen to what I talked about, what I wanted from the draft. And when I did a collaborative podcast with Smart Guy, I said, if the Dolphins take someone at six, what they should do is they should take an Alabama wide receiver. Because at the end of the day, even if Devontae Smith is who I would have rather had and who I thought the Dolphins would have taken, the fact that we got a wide receiver who Tua has two years of chemistry with and a wide receiver that it was easily the most explosive wide receiver in the draft, that's huge for Miami. And I think that while he's not as polished of a wide receiver as Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, he's way more explosive. And so... 
you know, I'm really excited to see what he brings to this offense. We need more explosiveness. He is, he's not Tyreek Hill because a lot of people say he's Tyreek Hill. There's only one Tyreek Hill, but he gives you that same type of play that Tyreek Hill gives you where you just fear going up against him. It's as simple as that. When you go up against a guy that is that fast, but also I hate when people just say he's fast because he's not just fast. He actually runs really good routes and he's really fast in and out of his breaks, unlike Jerry Judy. Or, uh, um, excuse me, Jerry Judy, unlike Henry Ruggs. That was a big thing about Henry Ruggs, why I didn't really like him is he was just fast. Jalen Waddle's not just fast. He's fast, but also he's really good at going in and out of his breaks. And he has tremendous hands as well. He basically catches everything thrown his way. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to this Dolphins offense because... Akeem Talib said this on Bleacher Report talking about the Dolphins picking Jalen Waddle. He said, between them having Mike Isicki and now the speed of Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, Akeem Talib, who is a, a phenomenal uh, former cornerback in the NFL, pro bowler, multi, multiple time pro bowler, he said, the Dolphins now have one of those offenses that as a DB going against them, when I'm in the film room watching them a week before, I'm thinking to myself, oh shit. And I apologize about my cursing. I just, that's the quote. He was like, I'm thinking to myself, oh shit. Cause now I have to worry about the beast mode. That is Devonte Parker went healthy. Mike Gesicki across the middle. And then I have to worry about the speed that Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller can now burn me over the top at any moment. That's what I love about the pick. The main thing I love about it. I talked about how, you know, would have preferred Penesul, Devontae Smith, and that's the main thing I didn't like is I felt like there was better value at pick six. However, what I love about pick six is that we got someone that puts fear into the opposing team's uh, game plan. Like, teams that go against the Dolphins now, they now fear us, okay? There's no more, oh yeah, they can't throw it over the top. There's no guy that can break the top off the defense or take a play 75 yards for a touchdown. No, we have that now. We have a guy that can win 50-50 balls with Devontae Parker. We have a guy that can win in the middle with Mike Gesicki and is a mismatch. We have the speed over the top with Will Fuller. And we have a guy in Jalen Waddle that at any moment can take a five-yard, you know, crossing route to the house. That's what I love mainly about pick six. So I don't give grades to draft picks. That's something that you should know. I don't give grades to draft picks because they haven't played a snap in the NFL. So I don't know how anyone in their right mind can grade a draft pick. Maybe on fit, which fit in the Dolphins offense. We needed a slot receiver. It's an A plus fit for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't grade draft picks though because he might be an amazing fit and he might not be a good player. Or vice versa. Like, I, I have no idea how good these players are going to be. So I'm not going to grade them at all right now. Then I pick 18. There was a real big surprise to me. Because, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew what the Dolphins were going to do. I did it and I wasn't right. I did not think in a million years the Dolphins would go edge at 18. Because even though Jalen Phillips, to me, yeah, you could talk about the injury. Jalen Phillips was a top 10 player in this draft. Aside from injury. Uh, I just didn't think Brian Flores and Chris Greer would put that much stock or, or that much uh, focus on edge when their defense is mainly focused around cornerbacks. But I, I'm okay with being wrong. 
And the Jalen Phillips pick, here's the thing. If Jalen Phillips, who I ranked as my number one edge rusher in my edge rankings video or podcast episode, if he can stay healthy, which the only medical concern is his concussions, which is a serious medical concern, but that's his concern. If he can stay healthy, he is by far the probably one of the best defensive players we now have. Like there's Xavier Howard. If Raekwon Davis becomes the good player that we think he will, him. But like aside from that, like Jalen Phillips could easily be our best defensive player, hands down. He, in my opinion, if it weren't for injury, he he is a top 10 player without a doubt in this draft. I would have put him above Micah Parsons. I would have put him above any of the cornerbacks except maybe Caleb Farley, which had to do with injury as well. But like Jalen Phillips is a phenomenal, phenomenal edge rusher like his balance in the run and pass game is next level to me his ability to win in the run game is so important because that's something that edge rushers need to be able to do they don't just need to be able to rush the quarterback they need to be able to set the edge he is so disciplined in setting the edge in the run game as well as having moves in the pass game to where again if the injuries work out and they don't you know become a major concern which if Chris Greer, after taking two a tongue of Iloa, if he feels that it's okay, you know, that's how he feels about it. If, if the medicals work out, this guy is easily, I have no doubt in my mind, I'd be willing to bet $100 right here. Jalen Phillips is a pro bowler. Easily. No, no question about it. So the Dolphins now have an edge rusher to help attack, you know, Mac Jones, help attack Zach Wilson, help attack... Cam Newton, help attack Josh Allen. And also we have someone now to push Emmanuel Ogba. Because if we don't want to pay him after this year, we have Jalen Phillips. And if, you know, Emmanuel Ogba pushes himself to be better, we now have Jalen Phillips on one side and Ogba on the other. Phenomenal pick. The only thing I didn't like about it is the injury concern. That's it. Like, I have no issues with the pick as far as fit. As far as talent is concerned, again, you're getting a top 10 player at pick 18. I just worry about the injury. It's something I always worry about with players. And that's the only negative I have about this pick is you just, you hope that nothing happens injury wise, because if it doesn't home run pick, like you have your next great edge rusher for the Miami Dolphins. Now, if the injury is okay. So overall, What was my negative about the Dolphins first round? Let me get that out of the way. My negative is it, I I felt like there were other people at six and 18 that I would have preferred. For instance, at six, I would prefer Devontae Smith or Penny Sewell. And at 18, uh, I'm trying to think, I probably would have preferred maybe offensive line. Or possibly linebacker, or even if we went edge, maybe someone without the injury concern. So I guess my negative is there were other people that I would have preferred. But here's the positive that I love. Like my favorite thing, and it's something that a lot of Dolphins fans wanted, including myself. I did not want to leave the first round and have developmental players again. Like last year, we took Tua, we took Austin Jackson, Noah Igbenogany, three players two of which were developmental guys. This draft is not that scenario. 
The Dolphins got two players who, yeah, you can talk about the value of Jalen Waddle at six or the injury concern of Jalen Phillips. Both of those guys are going to come in and going to be day one starters and superstars for your team. Like Jalen Waddle is going to be to his primary target day one. Jalen Phillips will be the best defensive lineman we have day one. That's what I love about the Dolphins first round. And it's what I was hoping for, regardless of position that we addressed. I wanted starters and I still want starters in the second round. Obviously, yeah, you want all your players to be starters that you draft, but you know what I mean? Like I don't want developmental guys. We did a bunch of that last year and hopefully it works out to where this year between having starters and developmental guys, everyone's ready to go this year. That's my hope and that's what I think the Dolphins are trying to do. But what I loved is that the Dolphins didn't go out and say, yeah, let's get a guy that's going to be ready two years from now. No, they said, we are ready to win when we are ready to win now. So let's go out there and get guys that can help us win now. I love it. I love the balls that it takes to take a slot receiver at six and a edge rusher with injury history. Yes, it's risky. Yes, it's maybe not what I would have done, but I love the balls. And I love that both of those players, regardless of whether you wanted them or not, they're both starters. They're both starters and they're both players that are going to come in and be impact players from week one. So now let's transition to overall the whole entire first round. Uh, Picks that I really liked. To be honest with you guys, I really liked what the Jets did. Uh, I'll say that right now. I loved that they got offensive line to protect their young quarterback, which is not what they did with Sam Darnold. I love what the Chargers did getting offensive line. I love what the Lions did. I hated what the Cincinnati Bengals did. I think the Cincinnati Bengals made a huge mistake passing up Penny Sewell. Like the Dolphins, you could argue like, yeah, you took some guys last year, let them develop. The, the, the Bengals have no excuse not to take Penny Sewell, and I think it was the worst decision of the whole entire first round of the draft, aside from the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood. Aside from that pick, Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, in my opinion, was the worst draft selection of the whole night. Your quarterback, who just took first overall, left the season after 10 games because his knee bet in two different directions that it's not supposed to. And you chose with the first pick you had, instead of getting the best offensive lineman available, you chose to get a wide receiver. I think it was stupid. I think it was uh, irresponsible. And I think that Joe Burrow is going to have to pay for it now. Like, not saying I hope he does, but he's going to pay for it because he's going to have a great wide receiver, which he wanted, but he's going to keep getting hit because you're, you're, Um, your division has TJ Watt with the Steelers. It has the edge rusher, um, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney now with the Cleveland Browns. And then the Ravens have some really good players on their team. And on top of it, they just added another edge rusher in the draft. So like, that's who Joe Burrow has to go against. So good luck, you know, to Joe Burrow trying to throw to Jamar Chase. Because he's not going to be able to because he's going to have no time in the pocket. Uh, Other picks that I really liked in the first round. um, Trying to think off the top of my head. I I was a huge 
uh, fan of Trey Lance to the 49ers. I really thought it'd be Mac Jones, and I'm fine that it's not because I was a huge fan of that pick. Huge fan of Mac Jones going to the Patriots because now we get to face him two times a year. So, like this year, hopefully Mac Jones plays one of the games against the Dolphins because if Brian Flores goes against Zach Wilson two times a year this year and Mac Jones one game, we're guaranteed three wins. Like Brian Flores will not lose against a rookie quarterback. So we're guaranteed three wins. And then, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens with Buffalo. But those were the main picks, the main things in the first round that I was like, you know, I love that. Don't like that. Uh, Green Bay Packers are a joke. As usual, they go a cornerback, which I don't know why. I don't know what the point of getting a cornerback was. Uh, You need offensive line help. You need defensive help basically at every position except cornerback. So yeah, not sure what they're doing. But let's focus on the Dolphins now and what I hope to see day two of the draft. So let's go over players um, that are available, right? Because that's important. So players that are available after the first round, you have Tevin Jenkins, uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, Javante Williams, Landon Dickerson. You have all the centers available. Wide receiver-wise, you don't need one. Uh, but if you did, you have Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore. Uh, again, edge rusher, you have Aziz Ojolari. You have Christian Barmore. You have Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, which I already talked about. What do I want to see from the Dolphins in rounds two and three? Uh, to be honest with you, I understand how everyone feels about running back. And I tried to warn people that the Dolphins weren't going to take running back at 18. Like there was no way in hell the Dolphins were going to. The only team that was going to were the Steelers. Uh, I was told that by an inside source that last year said they wanted Chase Claypool. This year they said if it wasn't Zayvon Collins, it was going to be Najee Harris. You go look at my Twitter. I posted it about three weeks ago and it was Najee Harris because Zayvon Collins went to Arizona. So I did not think in any way they would take a running back. Here's what I believe. If the Dolphins are going to take a running back, it's going to be today. It's going to be in rounds two and three. And will it be at 36? I have no idea. I would assume if the Dolphins have someone like Tevin Jenkins available to them at 36, they would go Tevin Jenkins because then they would have him on the right side um, along with Robert Hunt. Then they would have Solomon Kinley and Austin Jackson on the left side. And then their center wouldn't be shocked at all if they went uh, Tevin Jenkins uh, at 36. If you go Tevin Jenkins and Quinn Manners or... Creed Humphrey at 50, like your offensive line is now solidified. You're good. You are good to go. You may have a few pieces maybe in the future you can fix, but you're you're solid. If you go offensive line heavy in the second round, you're good. Highly doubt the Dolphins will do that though. Uh, you know, how they feel about Javante Williams, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about the Dolphins being linked to Javante Williams. Uh, I know they worked with Michael Carter, though, at the Senior Bowl. They worked with Michael Carter at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I've heard they really like Michael Carter. There are a lot of scouts that I've read and I've listened to that love Michael Carter. Uh, so would it be shocked at all if 
the Dolphins decide to take him at 50 or trade up from 50 to take him. Not sure, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I don't think the Dolphins will take Javante Williams, to be honest with you. As much as I want him, I, I just don't see it happening. Now, will Javante Williams be available at 36? That's another question. Yes. Uh, I think there is a very high chance he's available at 36. You look at teams ahead of Dolphins, um, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jets, and the Falcons. The Jaguars took a running back. Uh, they'll probably go offensive line. I would expect them to go Tevin Jenkins. Then you have the Jets. I would expect the Jets to go defense. They need defense badly. Their defense was horrible last year, and they have they 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 they. I, I understand they got edge rushers in free agency. That's cool and everything. They need to go defense, whether it's linebacker or cornerback. I don't think they should go running back at all. And then the Falcons, same thing. Falcons need defense. They should have gone defense with their first pick. They took Kyle Pitts instead. So they should go defense. I would expect the Dolphins will have their option at Javante Williams at 36. Not sure. If any team's going to take him, it's going to be the Jets. Uh, But I also love Michael Carter. So, like, if they took Javante Williams at, you know, 34, I wouldn't be upset at all if the Dolphins got Michael Carter at 36. I wouldn't be upset at all. Now, if it's between a running back and Tevin Jenkins, I'll take Tevin Jenkins. Same thing with Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. I'm shocked Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is still on the board. I'm shocked because I thought he was easily a top 20 player in the draft. Uh, He was my second linebacker off the board. Uh, and he wasn't that far behind Micah Parsons. So, wouldn't be shocked if that was the pick at all. If I could narrow it down to three players, though, I would say it's either Tevin Jenkins, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, or heck, it could it could be Landon Dickerson. I know with the injury history, but look at Jalen Phillips. I don't know. Could be one of those three players, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jay, uh, Javante Williams. I'm just not expecting it to be Javante Williams. So, yeah, what am I hoping from the second and third round, though? Same thing as the first round. Go out there and get starters. Stop getting developmental guys. You got plenty last year. Go out there, get guys that can be immediate day one starters. For me, that's Tevin Jenkins, Javante Williams, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, a center at 50, whether it's Creed Humphrey or or, uh, Quinn Maynard, maybe even Landon Dickerson. Uh... They also have their choice. I mean, they have safeties available to them. I don't know. I just I just hope that they come away from the second and third round with at least one more starter. If the Dolphins can leave this draft with three starters, then they're in good shape. Because they have already a good team, but they need help. If they can get three starters in areas of need, which they already got wide receiver and edge, if they can leave the third round, at the end of the third round, with a starter on the offensive line, I would be stoked. I would put offensive line way above running back, to be honest with you. Like, I'm fine if the Dolphins don't take a running back till 50 or 81. I'm, I'm fine with that. Call me crazy. I love Javante Williams. I, I, would, I wouldn't care, to be honest with you. I don't. So, we'll see what the Dolphins do. But yeah, overall, really like the first round. Yes, it wasn't what I would have done. But, you know, I'm excited to see that 
we have two starters now. We have two guys that are going to come in and they're going to be starters from day one. Uh, High-end potential. uh, And yeah, it was a high risk with Jalen Phillips, but very, very high reward. So we'll see what happens, guys. Again, I apologize for how I sound, the quality of this video. It's not the best, but I really, really am trying hard to give you guys content. So hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Stay tuned on my Twitter. I'll be updating as much as I can uh, for sure. And I will see you guys tomorrow. I'll be talking about whatever we do tonight. And I'll be doing the same thing for rounds four through seven. So stay tuned. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy rounds two through three. Fins up.